magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Boy, I, I, I wonder, were you tired at all this week? Uh, no, mm. I was energized. You were energized. So many people I know were really tired. Ted was tired. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was Brett. I was. My oldest daughter was. It's weird. I mean, it's yeah. not. I think what what I was tuning into. It's interesting you didn't feel this, but well, actually, it kind of makes sense. It's like kind of in waves, but it feels like energetically, I can feel it coming from like the collective and this a little bit of resistance to the waking up, or like a clunky um, healing from the pandemic or healing isn't quite the right word but like this new phase that we're in like where it's like we're moving forward but it's like the energy isn't all on the same page that's what yeah, I feel like yeah it, it is. is a real transformational time yeah, yeah. and it's like kind of like the whole I'm talking maybe about just our country right now is like in this phase where it's like we're moving uh, wait it's like when you're waking somebody up and they're not quite ready or they're not all the way there mm-hmm. feels like that yeah or like fog like um yeah just kind of all the stuff that's there that we're still not through yet but it's just there but i don't know maybe i wasn't feeling it maybe because of all the mercury in my chart oh, and what's going yes. on with gemini oh, i don't know that's just a guess and yeah. then also because I've been really fixated on writing this series on my blog about um, like the new age beliefs that I feel like should be questioned like after the pandemic because I thought as you, our list, many of our listeners know, you know, I've been questioning a lot of the stuff that I just kind of always was like, oh, yeah, that's just how it is. That's just it. That's like what? that's fact. Well, like my most recent one was called uh, the problem with always trusting your vibes. Oh, yeah, that was great. Thanks. Yeah. And then before that, I talked about like, you know, the the problem with universally believing that we create our own reality, like mm. how that th- to some extent, it's really useful. I mean, we talked about this in our manifestation course, mm-hmm. but like to just universally believe that then it like it kind of makes us maybe judge people mm-hmm. who are sick or right. who are right. also, not as rich as we are or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. And we have no idea. Yeah. And also racism and like, right. so it's just like there's so many yeah. things that go into it that put you where you are initially. And then also we have no idea to why some things happen. Right. We don't have and, and we don't have to believe like I think I'm going to write about this in the future too. that whole like everything happens for a reason. Like that yeah. really is a crappy thing to believe. And I think mm. I just always assumed it like, mm. oh, well, there must be a reason this is happening. I mean, can we transform our challenges? Yeah. Can we like work with them and like believe in ourselves and work our magic? Totally. But then to say everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I feel like that is like really that's a tricky one for me because i first of all i think it's very like never say that to somebody who's going through a hard time for sure that i believe is like like 
your spouse just died. It happened for a reason. It's like, no, that's not helpful. Right. Nobody wants to hear that because it can easily turn into like blame or anxiety or something like that. And if that's your belief, great, that's your belief, but that's not going to, you know, help somebody. But at the same time, I have to say, I I don't know. It's tricky because I kind of believe it, but not from a like blame me perspective, but from like a very, very, very big picture when we're in the like Akashic Records or wherever we're forming our life plan. Like, I think we do have reasons for our lessons and why we do things. I do, too. I mean, I think that that's true. And then at the same time, like, Uh I, I don't know if I just feel like that's useful or if I yeah. actually feel like it's uh, true. Oh, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like like if something has happened to you, I feel like you might as well be like, yes, this happened. This is true. This is something that happened in my life. I might as well accept it and do my best <laughs> to heal it. Yeah. But as far as like, but it happened for a reason, I don't see like, especially, I'm especially thinking about like atrocities or like oh, yeah. animal abuse or factory farms. Like I just, it's really hard for me. Like that doesn't resonate like factory farms that's happening for a reason I mean can we learn from that I'm sure we can I but mean I don't yeah. know if I like to say that it's supposed to happen well, for some reason yeah I don't like to say it but I think I feel the opposite of how you feel like I don't <laughs> want it to be true but I kind of <laughs> think it I do think it, like it does resonate for me and maybe it is just because I want to believe it but let's take a smaller example from factory settings like you know how cats are like my big like yeah in some ways wound like when I see feral cats like when we lived in Brooklyn and they there was like a whole group that lived in my backyard and it would kill me before I learned how to like (laughs) send Brett to trap (laughs) (laughs) before you learn that (laughs) that you could do that yeah exactly (laughs) although before I met Brett I did do yeah I was just learning it and thank god he took over that process, but because it's so triggering for me, which I do need to look at, I, and I have, but because not, you're not just well so enough. our listeners know, because Brett rescues. Well, he or he did well, when you lived in a city. When we lived in, he would trap them for me, and then the rescue, he would take them to the rescue to okay. to get them neutered. Um, but because I mean, I was part of the process, but it was very. I, eventually he was like I can just do this you don't need to be here because I was just so like because he doesn't get as emotionally attached as I do yeah. you know um but anyway my point is that they would be out there and I was so upset about it and I um had my, I was actually learning how to do what I do now and my and we were doing it in my house and my teacher looked at it and she was like oh they have very short um plan like their timeline here is very short like their plan when they came here is to have who knows why this experience I don't remember what she said about that but that it was a short thing it was like oh I'm gonna learn this and get out kind Mm -hmm. of thing so they had a plan like it maybe it's just it does help me to feel like I don't know what the plan was for those animals (laughs) to be suffering like that but I have to maybe I just have to believe that they have a plan in order to make myself feel like otherwise it's just suffering that could be 
But same with me. Like if I just take it from me, okay, I, it's hard also when you look at other things suffering, it's like, well, there's no fucking reason for that. But like, let's look at me. Like I suffered severe psychological abuse growing up. Right. But I do kind of know why that happened. Like I have a plan with my family, with my mom to heal this stuff. Like, yeah, I, I actually heard like my guides or someone speak to me when I was five, like, this is happening and you're going to grow stronger from it. And she doesn't, you know, this isn't about you. Like I heard that at five in my bed. Like I still remember oh, where I was. So amazing. maybe, maybe that's why I feel so like, no, this is, this is some uh, for a reason, but it is so much harder when you look at, yeah, like orphanages and babies. It's right. like, oh, I'm definitely yeah, not going to tell them that. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard because, um, yeah, I definitely think there's value in it. And I value everything that's happened to me. And I feel like it's taught me stuff. But at the same time, there is a danger in that because I do feel like sometimes I have kind of, I don't know, blamed myself or not Mm, been able to like fully feel my pain around something because I was like, believing everything happens for a reason like well, why did I choose that well how did I bring that on myself well, what's helpful. my karma I know so yeah. it's a tricky it is tricky it, it's a sticking point so maybe it'll be a while before I write about that but the yes. point of <laughs> the reason I brought it up is because I think like maybe my mercury all my mercury energy I'm channeling it right now toward the kind of a it is a transformation like yes. to me I'm like How can we upgrade this? Like the first article I wrote was called New Age 2.0. It's time for an upgrade. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I am like constantly thinking about it. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do just want to say one last point about that. Definitely any belief that anybody has that is making them feel not guilty in an accountable way, like where there's sometimes you need to feel guilt where it's like, oh, I did that wrong. I shouldn't do that. But if it's a belief that's like, being being mean to yourself for no good reason and that you don't need that belief yeah so being fatalistic I mean that's one of the things about that belief too is I I read an article in the New York Times about various um vaccine hesitant or anti-vax people and like a lot of them are like well if I'm gonna die I'm gonna die like that's just how it's my time yeah, to go right. <laughs> you know it's like that's to me it's like well, no there you there is there's medicine that can help mm-hmm. you not die but of that's their stuff <laughs> the problem with that is that if it affects other people you know what i mean like if that's their belief okay i can well you know, yeah, I but i mean it. it is a belief that might be harming them you know what well, I mean? Okay, like, but I mean, we can't say, like, <laughs> if they don't want to be helped, you know, it's like codependency yeah. thing. Like, uh, if they don't want to be, if they want that, I can't. That's but I mean, I'm hands. also just looking at the pros and cons of having that belief in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like that fatalism is. Yeah, not helpful to <sighs> them, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Boy, we're really going on tangents here. Right. But like, I saw this. I out of nowhere, I wanted. I decided to watch Hoarders, which I haven't watched in so <sighs> long. Um, and the woman was had so much of my mother's energy. It was actually extremely helpful to watch. Um, even though my mother was the opposite of a hoarder, I mean, she was. Although, she was. Yeah, no, I would say the opposite. Even though she kept all of her diaries, like that was the only thing she kept. But her house was immaculate. She also kept um, 
15 copies of my ex-husband's wedding announcement to his new wife that I found in her drawer. Weird. So weird. I was like, what the fuck? This house is spotless and there's 15 (laughs) copies of this. She didn't even need one of those. She needed zero of those. Yeah. What what was she doing with those? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyway, um, she really didn't want me to get divorced. From my, I'm very happily married now, in case anyone doesn't know. Um, so th- what am I saying to you? Oh, I watched, it reminded me, shit, I forget now my train of thought, but it was something about what you were, oh, the fatalistic thing. The lady who was hoarding, she just kept being like, well, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. Like it was oh. real, like it was like, well, actually there is quite a few things you can do. But, and then she was like, she basically was like, I'm not giving any input. And then she was like, I have all the input. It was like really back and forth kind of thing. But I could see how like part of it was that kind of fatalistic thinking like, well, this is just what it is. Right. Which in some ways, oh boy. This is real Mercury energy today. Real like Gemini. What's that Gemini thing? Because yes. whatever you mentioned, I yes. am feeling it. Like my totally. brain is all over the place from the yes. minute I wake up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I, oh shoot, I was going to say something about that. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't remember now. I oh, interrupted no, sorry. myself with the Gemini. No, you I interrupted, interrupted myself. It. Yeah, that Gemini and well, so Gemini is in Mercury right now, so, which oh, is that's its right. home, but it's like amplifies that Gemini energy. And then we're next week we'll be in Gemini Sun. But for me, it really, it's very, for everybody, I think it's mental. And then from there, it's like, what do you do with that? For me, it brings up a lot of this old energy that feels very heavy. So I had mm. felt very heavy this week as I was kind of kept trying to feel into it instead of think my way out of it, Mm, which I really recommend to everybody. If you're very, if you're feeling heavy with the mental energy, like for you, it seems like you're doing it in a productive way. You're like figuring things out. Boom, boom, (laughs) boom. But for me, it's like, oh, because I, and my feeling, what I realized after feeling into it was it's like real, my mother was very much in her head and it was a heavy um, black and white thinking that yeah. was like made me have very like as a child have very low self-worth because it was either like you're totally succeeding or you're an absolute failure. Yeah. And so when I would I realized this week as I'm planning things, it brought that all that up like okay, this is about success or failure. It's not about the journey and how you're yeah. doing in the journey and how you feel in the journey. It's success or failure. Um, and speaking of her diaries, I I have some of them that my sister sent me from when she was, before she had any of us, when she was 23. And it was, it helped me so much because I could see it in there. It was very black and white. Like, I'm the happiest ever. Well, things are just here. Like, but also judging people very, it was a lot of judging, judging Judy. Yeah. So it was good, though. It was very helpful for me to see that. I feel like the universe is really showing me things like that hoarder lady who was, had the energy of my mother. It was like, yeah. oh, look at that. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't need that. And I can help heal them too. like, you know, my healing helps them. 
Yeah, totally. And I even asked them first. So I was like, I'm going to do this if you're on board. And they Your were family. Like, yeah, my ancestors. Yeah. 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 My aunt and my mom. And they're all for it. So. Yeah, awesome. All right. We said okay, a lot. We didn't so even go over the cards, but it's fine. We, we've we done it. Right? Okay. Yeah. I doing was... it. Yes. <laughs> Should I mention them at all or no? Should we just you can if you skip want. it? Okay. Well, you so this is where we talk about the cards just real quick that we drew yeah. last week. You drew Merlin, which was like magic and alchemy from the Avalon Wisdom of Avalon Oracle. And I drew Surrender and Trust from the Cosmic Dancer Oracle. So definitely the alchemy, I feel like I'm feeling yes, the surrender and sure. trust. Oh no. Well, that's what I've been trying, dealing, like for me with my brain, like I've been like, okay, I have to keep surrendering, like don't figure it out, but just like feel into your body, let it go, surrender. Yeah. I feel like I've been wrestling with it, trying to do that. Yeah. Like it's a message. It's not necessarily like it's been easy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been taking walks and it's. Oh, that nice. has been helping me create some space. That's good. Yeah. Is it still snowing there? No, it's the last couple of days. There's still yeah. snow on the ground some, but it does feel like spring these oh, last couple of days. nice. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. So would you like to promote something? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, first we can just promote our show. And that, first of all, thank you to people who have been leaving us um, reviews we're so appreciative it helps people find us and the reviews are so nice they're just we yeah. text them to each other and we love them and maybe next time we'll read one because um, I mean I guess we could read one now but I don't have it up right now okay um, so maybe next time but um, anyway yeah so if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or um, anywhere you can we appreciate it um, also you can ask us a question um, at 828-333-7181 I love it every time I love it Tess looks at me <laughs> while I do it with a smile on with her joy face. I have been saying to, I'm just going to throw it out there if people are interested in watching us on a video let us know oh Maybe yeah we'll Natasha's do it. starting to want to upload the video yeah. i'm not as gung-ho about it but i'm not against it we'll see. let us know well yeah let it if you're into if you want to see the devilish look she gives me when i do the <laughs> the uh a <laughs> let us know um or you can just ask us a question on magicmondaypodcast.com and as far as I'm concerned, um, if you would like to sign up for the wait list for my inner child healing class, which I haven't decided when I'm doing it again next, but in a few months, maybe less than that, um, go to highestlighthealing.com and there's a little button at the top. What about okay. you? Would you like to promote something? Yeah, uh, I am going to reopen the Good Vibe Drive at Ooh. some point. Oh, great. I We're both at some exactly. point. <laughs> <laughs> but the Good Vibe Tribe is my online school of magical arts. We do live web chats on Tuesday nights, and it gives you access to all my workshops, including how to master the pendulum. Oh, um, really? Even yeah, I added one. that to the Good Vibe Tribe. Ooh. Yeah, you can buy that, too, if you want to just go get that 
workshop on its own, or you could mm-hmm. join the Good Vibe Tribe whenever I open it and have access to that. Um, and you can get on the waiting list at TessWhitehurst.com and then click on Good Vibe Tribe. And while you're there, you could read my blog posts that I've been writing lately about the new age beliefs yeah. that we might want to revise. They're really good. Very informative. Thank you. We forgot to mention at the top that we are interviewing Jonathan Coe today, which we're so excited about. Um, Just because we forgot to mention at the top doesn't mean we're extra excited. So I'm going to read their bio, which is Jonathan Coe is a queer mystic who currently lives in Brooklyn, New York, fluent in the language of music, astrology, tarot, energy healing, and statistics. Jonathan aims to empower the collective through compassionate discernment to nurture communities of passionate seekers and to expand our sense of interconnectedness beyond the collective myths of should and not enough. I mean, he's just the best. Love it. All right. So here's our interview. Hey, we're so excited to be here with you, Jonathan. Um, and we want to talk about, we're going to be, um, you do so many things, but we're talk, We're going to be talking to astrologer Jonathan today. Yes. Um, so, uh, and we want to talk about Chiron and what's going on there and what it means. But I also thought I would like to hear your, you said you had, before we started recording, some hot takes on Jupiter and Pisces. Yeah. And I would like to, we'd like to hear about that. So I don't have the exact degrees, but I think yeah. Jupiter is moving into Pisces for now until about the summer, right? And mm-hmm. then it kind of moves back into um, Aquarius. Okay. And, you know, if you are on Instagram at all, or you hear, you know, you subscribe, this is one of the more exciting transits that um, astrologers have been talking about, particularly for 2021. Because, as you know, in 2020, we had the COVID clump. And then in um, 2021, we've had the Uranus-Saturn square, which is kind of what is driving a lot of this year. So Jupiter in Pisces is nice because Jupiter um, is the traditional ruler of Pisces. So it's like Jupiter kind of comes home, right? Mm. Jupiter being the sign of expansion, Pisces being... um, correlated with compassion with kind of this interconnectedness between us all it's generally a wonderful transit i think we may be having a lot of fun this summer Mm. at the same time i think for example um the cdc announced yesterday that um people cannot wear masks that to me is very jupiter and pisces um um Overly optimistic, a little too fast <laughs> oh, before having all the data. Okay. That's how I feel about it. We were it. just like talking my, about that. Yes. And I literally just, fe- it feels like, uh, like a yeah. little too soon. Like, are we there? I don't think we're there. Right. Yeah. And when I read the, I, I read an article in the New York Times about it and it was just the way the CDC was, the quotes that I read, I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting like a science vibe from these quotes. It was more like, <laughs> well, everyone needs to know that if you get your vaccination, then you will have certain freedoms. And like, it was just like, is that, that's not the science of, I, I would like to hear them say, we have determined this is safe, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like, that wasn't what I was hearing. Yeah. 
Exactly. And I'm not, you know, obviously anti-CDC. I'm not Mm anti-science by any stretch of the imagination. Um, At the same time, you know, don't forget that this is the same agency that said in March 2020 that we don't have to wear masks. Oh, right. 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 So so I do think that, um, yeah, I I love that article you wrote um, a few days ago, Tess. Thank you. Yeah, like, you know, make sure you use your intuition and also at the same time, like, not all the time your intuition will tell you exactly what you need to do, right? Right. So, like, Mm -hmm. double check your intuition. Mm -hmm. And I think in this case, it's the same, right? And I think, if anything, 2020 has taught us to double check our authorities. So Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's very much, like, energetically Jupiter and Pisces, right? It's like, Mm. we, you know, walk into things with a lot of... um, to me, this kind of feels a little bit the situation like printing money a little bit, right? It's like, mm. you know, perhaps, again, I am not a political commentator, so mm-hmm. if none of this is making sense, just throw it out, right? But my hot take as one human being is that this feels like a move to try to uh, mobilize people to get vaccinated, mm. which mm-hmm. is a means to an end. And then also... Um, Maybe to get our economy back up. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as far as Jupiter and Pisces goes, you that you feel like it's like nice because it's optimistic, expansive, but also maybe a little um, careless or like too impulsive. Is that or like wishful thinking? Maybe. Yes, too? I yeah, like yeah, that. Wishful. Yeah, <laughs> wishful thinking for sure. And I think mm. you no, know, whenever we have. Um, And, you know, at this point, I don't think we necessarily like talking about, you know, like Saturnian things anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this Mm -hmm. point. But um, but I think it's it's good to bring in some like Virgo energy, you know, whenever we have something so powerful like Jupiter and Pisces, I think bringing in a little bit of skepticism, bringing in critical thinking is always um, it's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that, we forgot to ask you, what is your sun, moon, and rising? My sun is in Pisces. Oh. Moon in Gemini and Virgo rising. Oh, oh wow. I love it. So you were born on a full moon. I was born on a quarter, first quarter moon. Oh, no. Yeah. That would be yeah. if your sun and moon were Pisces and Virgo, but it's Virgo rising. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, so this is amplified for you. So, and the last thing about the Jupiter and Pisces is just um, like if you are in, like with my rising is Pisces, your sun is Pisces, does that make it extra amplified for us? It can be. It can, it can be. be. I think that um, for you as a Pisces rising, I would imagine that, um, yeah, there may be some really exciting things around um, how you present yourself to the world or maybe mm. your own self-concept on mm. a more psychological level or even maybe like physically, right? Mm. Like maybe you'll just feel a lot of really positive energy. Mm. For me, Pisces is uh, ruling my seventh house. And actually, mm. I am my Mercury is in Pisces and it's in one degree Pisces. And oh, so wow. we'll be touching that pretty soon. And... Yeah, I look forward to having just really magical conversations with people. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. So in the positive aspects of 
Jupiter and Pisces is would be like expansion of a sense of magic. Is that I am I is that a, a good guess? Like magic yeah. and inspiration and yes, poetic sort of dreamlike yeah. thinking kind of. If any of you have read um, Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, oh, I yes, love that I book. Love. I feel like favorite. that book is so like Jupiter and Pisces. Oh, oh wow. okay, yes, like, that vibe, right? Of like, you know, um, inspiration and curiosity versus um, like this goal-oriented way of yeah. art. Yeah. So. For people listening, if they want to see where this magic's going to show up in their life, then they should look at what house it's in, right? What what house they have Pisces in? What house they have Pisces, or if they have any personal planets that's being touched by this Jupiter, because Jupiter is not going to go through the whole degrees of Pisces, right? It's just going to go. Uh, I don't have the exact number, but it's like a little bit into Pisces and then dips back. Into oh Aquarius. right, into Aquarius. So okay. if you have anything within, I would say, maybe you know, five six degree orb, like that's pretty strong. Um, oh okay. You'll probably feel it in that area of life, and then also maybe touching on some themes that are represented by um, that particular planet. Okay, so Tess has Pisces in the third house, but mm-hmm. no planets in there. Yes. I'm actually so, pulling up Tess's chart. Oh, right. Ah. Right. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, Jupiter in third house may be supportive for reconnecting with um, old friends from like old neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Like people that you have maybe enjoyed um, being with in the past. That It's um, also. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. Go for it. Go no, for no, it. no. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No worries. I, I was just going to say it's also podcasting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Third house is a lot about communication. It's also a lot about neighborhoods. Mm. So I would say that, um, yeah, like making new friends in the neighborhoods, maybe, maybe, um, yeah, maybe like a really exciting thing to do. For ah, that's cool. Good to so, know. Then the first house, I guess it's just about who I am as a person, if it's in the first house, but it's not in those degrees. I think I'm smack in the middle of those degrees for Pisces. But um, anyway, let's talk about Chiron. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So what are your thoughts? What's happening? Maybe you're like, maybe orient our listeners to Chiron in general at first. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't mind. Of course. So just in terms of the current transit context, um, we have Chiron is squaring Mars currently. Um, I think the exact square happened a couple days ago from this recording, which was Wednesday or Thursday this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what's kind of, I think, lighting up Chiron themes in the skies right now. But Chiron, we often talk about in, in astrology as the wounded healer. And um, I will preface by saying, I think perhaps the easiest way to get into Chiron is just to kind of share the whole myth of Chiron. And then we can start picking apart like different pieces that resonate with us. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. Feel really exciting. And I will also say, you know, I'm not really a student of the mythology, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's still interesting to kind of 
think about Chiron, um, Chiron's mythology. So Chiron, the asteroid or like the dwarf planet, was discovered in 1977. And so ever since then, um, a lot of modalities of holistic healing has been popping up in the collective psyche. And this is what a lot of authors, a lot of experts on Chiron point um, pointed as like corresponding with the discovery of Chiron, right? So in astrology, whenever a new planet, a new body is discovered, it always um, points us to the fact that maybe some of those principles that are alive in us archetypally is also starting to be more alive in the collective. Ah, because this is when humans notice this planet. So that's exactly. significant. We start to have a relationship with it. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Precisely. Fascinating. Precisely. Yeah. So if you both don't mind, I can go into the Chiron myth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I like to start um, talking about Chiron before Chiron was even born. Like mm. the inception of Chiron themselves was really um, in the story of Saturn falling in love with Chiron's mother, who was a water nymph uh, named Phalera. Mm. And Saturn lured Phalera and then basically um, raped her. Oh. And um, during that act, Saturn transformed into a stallion to hide himself. Because um, Saturn's, I believe, wife was looking or like caught them in the act. Mm. And so Phalera was pregnant with this child who was half human and half horse, um, basically a centaur. Mm -hmm. And Phalera, Chiron's mother, was so upset and felt so much shame and um, sadness from this that basically she abandoned Chiron. Aww. Already, you know, in the Inception story, right, there was already this wounding that happened. And um, abandoned by the father and unwanted by the mother, Chiron mm. then grew up in nature under, under a linden tree. Mm. And um, the god Apollo, also known in the mythology as Mercury, as well as Apollo's sister Artemis, or also known as Diana, kind of took pity on Chiron and then taught Chiron the skills they needed to know. So art, music, medicine, archery, all the good stuff right? Mm. Chiron grew up to become very knowledgeable and very wise, learning from nature, learning from basically their spirit guides, right? Um, and Chiron became the teacher of all the legendary heroes. So Asclepius, um, often dubbed the father of med modern medicine, studied with Chiron. Hercules studied with Chiron. Jason studied with Chiron, also Achilles. So wow, the greats, right? Yeah. So Chiron is is um, unequivocally in the myths that um, feature Chiron. Chiron is always well loved, and Chiron is always um, portrayed as a great mentor and a great. Mm. Teacher. And one day, uh, during an epic battle between the centaurs and the humans, um, Hercules accidentally hit Chiron with a poisonous arrow. Um, that at the tip was kind of smeared with um, Hydra's blood. And this is notable because Chiron is a centaur, but Chiron has um, basically like god blood, right? Because Chiron's yeah. lineage was from, from a god. And so Chiron is um, 
A, immortal, and B, very different than other centaurs, right? Because centaurs in the mythology is often portrayed as um, very brute or mm -hmm. kind of, um, you know, often in the language is like they're rapists, right? Ah. And so it, it's interesting because that in itself is problematic too, right? I, I think it really points to the sociological idea of like what is considered human versus what is not considered human. Mm. But I digress. Back to Chiron. Chiron was mortally wounded, which means that Chiron um, was in a lot of pain but couldn't die basically because they were half God. Mm. And so ironically... The greatest healer in the land, Chiron, couldn't heal themselves either. Mm. And so Chiron, in some versions of the myth, um, went off to live in a cave by themselves and Ooh. attempted to heal themselves. Mm. Mm. And the pain was so immense that eventually Chiron went to Zeus to ask to trade places with Prometheus, which, um, as you know, is also associated with, in astrology, the planet Uranus, right? So Prometheus was a trickster who stole fire from the gods so that mankind could have fire. And Prometheus was suffering the punishment, which is that an eagle would eat away at Prometheus's liver and every night the liver would just grow back. So, it's so every day, every day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And Prometheus was a man, but couldn't die, basically, because Zeus put this curse on him. And Chiron asked that, they be given Prometheus's humanity so that they can be relieved of their suffering. Wow. And so Zeus kind of took pity and allowed Chiron to let go of their immortality so that the suffering could end. And Chiron was then released into the constellation. And there's a lot of arguments here, but let's just say for the sake of the story, um, Chiron became part of the Sagittarius constellation. Oh, okay. So that's well, the mythology. The way you told that story it made me teary. I just am really <laughs> feeling oh. for Chiron. Yeah. And also, I I, don't, I was born in 1977, and I have a Sagittarius moon. I feel like I, I just was like really feeling mm -hmm. that, that feeling of being a wounded healer. And that is a thing I identify with. And I've talked about yeah. that on the podcast is like... I sometimes just do think that like, I, there are some things I'm not going to heal, you know, in mm. this lifetime. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to heal it all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to stop trying. I'm not going to like be, um, know. you know, just kind of feel resigned to that. But I think I have found yeah. some peace by being like, yeah. I don't, ha if I don't heal everything in this lifetime, it's okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, we've disagreed kind of, I mean, like that, not in a bad way, but this podcast more than we usually do. I feel it's that Gemini, yeah. two sides, really. Right. So yeah. um, okay, so now bringing it to, well, what did you want to say about it then after hearing that beautiful yeah. story? Beautifully told story. Yes. Thank you. I, I guess... There are a lot of different ways we can go with this, right? And mm -hmm. obviously, there are a lot of different um, pieces in the myth itself that we can pick apart and we can say Chiron points to this, Chiron points to that. To me, I would say what is feeling really alive are two things. One is that um, this idea that healing doesn't have to uh, correlate with 
resolution in any mm. way, right? That in order for you to heal, that, that perhaps if we divorce this idea that in order for us to heal, we have to have someone say sorry to us. Or, right, yeah. You know, the situation has to be resolved in some way. Mm. Um, then maybe we can access that level of energetic healing, right? Mm. Like we can just forgive ourselves, forgive the situation, forgive the other person. So that mm. I think is... Um, feels very alive for me right now, especially with the, the the square to Mars, because Mars can represent our willpower. Mars represents, um, basically, Mars wants to get, can I cuss? Yes, yeah. yes. Mars wants to get shit done, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, Mars is like, what do we do? What do we do? Yes, and Chiron yes. is kind of like taking a step back and saying, you know, yeah, you can do X, Y, Z, right? But um, your healing, it's not a prerequisite. To your healing mm. and i think in trusting that you can come to some sort of um reconciliation with parts of yourself uh, yeah like letting go of stories or concepts about how it's supposed to look yeah you know i know you were gonna look at both our charts and i just um to bring myself into this i feel like what's confusing for me is like because my chiron is in Aries which is also ruled by Mars mm-hmm. and my yeah. Mars is in Aries so I feel like based on what you just said it's like like they call those ideas clash you know yeah. would you agree with that so I would say you know it, it's probably interesting I, I really want to hear more about your experience living with this um placement with this signature yeah with mm-hmm. this placement right because um I my personal philosophy is that we use astrology to talk about whatever it is that we want to talk about. <laughs> More a language, right? That then yes, we can kind totally. of wrap a certain sense of universality into it. Aye. So it's interesting because I feel like with um, someone who has Chiron in Mars in the second house in Aries, and then it's right next to your Mars, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in Aries, part of your life uh, journey may have had to do with um, recovering your willpower, Mm. like recovering that sense that you can be angry. Mm. You can like say, I don't want to do this, right? Mm. You can say, I don't want to be in this relationship. And also Mm. that being in second house for you, which rules um, wealth, possession, like how we exist and survive in the world. Mm. I imagine that perhaps it correlates to a sense of like, you know, once you are able to ask people for money, <laughs> then a lot of wounds were healed. I don't know. Was this something that correlates with your experience? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the last, about asking people for money. That's interesting. I think there was a sense of like, it's more like um, I maybe, yeah, maybe don't have a, It was. it's never really my right to make money. I guess. Mm. So maybe, yeah, like it's never really, it's, I mean, I was taught this in my family. So it's like, it's the man who makes the money, not me. So like I can do it, but it's not really, it's like a fluffy thing. Mm -hmm. It's not like grounded into me. So would you say that's part of that Chiron? Yeah. I say definitely. And it's interesting because looking at both your charts, there was mm-hmm. a, a very similar, um, you both have the same signature, which is Chiron is opposite Uranus oh. in both your charts. 
And so I, I would think that for both you, Natasha, and Tess, there is a sense of the Chiron healing being about accessing that inner weirdo. <laughs> somehow connected to that yeah. right? because with oppositions mm. you know often it's like kind of like us talking right now like i'm literally looking into your eyes i can't be like mm, let me look at my phone right now right mm-hmm. like opposition to me has that direct confrontation sense right mm. and and it again kind of um ties back into the myth of like chiron then swapping places with prometheus Mm-hmm. Because there's a sense that in order for us to um, get to some of that chirotic healing, we need to let go of our idea of what that healing looks like, right? Mm. But that there may be other things in your chart that points to what you need to integrate. So like particularly for you, Natasha, like um, reclaiming your sense of like, I deserve to have a certain kind of vitality which Mm. may be related to material possession, right? Mm -hmm. And that that is going to be part of my healing, like asserting that I do want this, that Mm. I do deserve this, and I'm going to go for it. Yeah, I love that. And it reminds me of your story of leaving your first husband too. Like Mm, when you were like, oh, like everyone thinks I should stay with this person, but this is just not resonating with me. And that was like such a big step for you to. You just, that was the biggest step of my life so far. And he was rich and he had money and like, Mm. so that also relates to the money part. Like, yeah, no, I can do this for myself. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's interesting. The inner weirdom. I mean, I've always maybe this is the Aquarius, but like I always feel like a weirdo, and I <laughs> yeah, and like Me too. I I didn't like it for a really long time. Like yeah. weird was like the worst thing you could call me for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, Natasha, because you do have your Uranus in Libra in the eighth house, right? So eighth house rules things that are hidden. And um, Libra is a sign that likes to harmonize, yes. that likes to have um, a kind of friendly banter with another person, right? Yes. So like Uranus being in Libra is very interesting because, um, because it is about, I think, recovering a sense that when you tap into your inner weirdo, right, mm-hmm. then you can actually allow the other person to have a genuine exchange with you. Mm. you But that there may be a little bit of a fear around that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, if I'm weird, then is is it going to make this person uncomfortable, you know, or like something? They're not going to like me. We can't have that banter. Yeah. Yeah. But that, you know, with opposites, I I tend to think that um, it's not, you know, the healing of one, right, is very much connected to the healing of the other. And so by integrating both sides, um, you can then like reach kind of healing. It's like two for one. Yeah, I love that. I love two for one healing because I'm going to heal it all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that's good for people to hear, like it just in their chart, like anywhere they have opposites to how would you do that like you would look at where you have oppositions yeah and, and then what happens <laughs> yeah that's a good question how do we wrap I this think... up how do we heal this <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that a lot of oppositions you know um 
it requires kind of deeper study and deeper understanding of what the archetype wants to speak to us. Mm. Because maybe you read, you know, about like um, Mars is about something, you know, but then you don't really resonate with that thing that the website says that Mars is about, right? So I think it is about finding teachers or finding people who can wrap the concept that you are so averse to that makes yeah. sense to you that resonates with you so i i i, I always recommend starting with like an entry point right uh -huh. and it's interesting because going back to chiron the symbol for chiron looks like a key right and it's mm -hmm. actually it's not really a key it's more um again i'm not an expert on this but basically the the person who discovered the planet um his last name, I believe, starts with a K. And mm -hmm. so, like, before it was named Chiron, for a very brief period of time, it was, like, um, it was dubbed as, like, Object K, you know, uh -huh. to represent the person who founded it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when you see the, the, the symbol for Chiron, it is literally an O and then, like, a K. Ah. And that's um, funny to my imagination for two reasons, right? One is that, it is kind of speaking to this key idea, like where is the key? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. The key my healing, and then also um, it is kind of you know a very cheeky way of just saying, "Oh, you're okay," you know. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's cute. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Tess, let's just get to Tess before we have to go. Oh, we could I could talk to you forever here. Yeah, but, totally. Uh, but um, what about where's her Chiron? So. Tess, you have your Chiron in Taurus um, in the fifth house. I'm using a whole sign um, system. So uh -huh. depending on which house system you use, this may be a little different, right? And um, it's in opposition to your Uranus in the 11th house in Scorpio. And so Taurus uh -huh. speaks to the body, right? Taurus speaks to self-image, to how we... Um, are able to kind of take up space in this world, but mm. but it's a very particular kind of space. It's like physical space mm. with Taurus, and the fifth house can speak to um, romance, speaks to creativity, speaks to um, the ways in which we liberate ourselves. I think in a very um, particular way, because fifth house is so much about like genuine self-expression. You know, like what it is that you want to create that is like coming from the depths of you and you just kind of want to playfully engage with it. It's not always um, like the heavy stuff, right? But it can be because fifth house is also correlated to childbirth, for example, or like children. And so having Chiron and Taurus in fifth house, I would imagine that perhaps there is a sense of having to reconcile with how you view your own body and your own access to physical pleasure or perhaps also your ability to manifest your creative potential. Because one thing that I've seen with folks in Chiron in the fifth house is that there can be a journey around, like maybe, you know, let's just say, let's assume that you were very attracted to music as a child, but then you were told that, you know, your voice wasn't good enough. And so- um, That literally happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like having to recover what creativity means for you is very important mm. and then um having uranus in the 11th house right 
um, in Scorpio may point to this this sense of like um, needing to find friends that you can confide in, that you can um, maybe they're even like weirder than you, and mm-hmm. so it gives you permission to just kind of uh, <laughs> automatically go into this like place of like oh yeah you know I can be weird too like it gives you this permissioning because it helps you find people who are even more of like um yeah like not status quo personalities yeah. and this reminds me of when I was in high school and I discovered the drama department and I was like oh yes now I can be myself yeah. <laughs> and now years later you hooked up with this weirdo <laughs> yeah totally I can feel that so so the Taurus and the fifth house that because that's where Chiron is that's where the wounding that's like a specific area of wounding is that yeah yeah is that does that resonate it does and yeah and I do feel like um because when I was uh adolescent I was sexually molested by uh my stepfather at the time and um, so that's been a deep wounding for me. And, and like, I think definitely has to do with my body and pleasure. Um, mm. and feeling like it's okay for me to take up space and yeah. like healing my sexuality has been a huge thing. So I can feel that deeply, everything that yeah. you said. Wow. That's I true. feel that Chiron is one of those super powerful placements mm. in the chart. I noticed that there are a few things that I think people almost always when people at least come to me the people who come to me for readings always Mm -hmm. like really resonate with one is chiron the other one is uh jupiter but jupiter is very interesting because i i tend to think that jupiter which is in the mythology represented by zeus right to tie it back to the mythology um is often like the placement where certain personalities like whatever your jupiter sign is is usually very like it radiates outward without mm. you even efforting. And like mm. people, when when they are pointed to the Jupiter, they're like, what? I'm really like that? Like, seriously? Mm. It's no. like something that you didn't feel like you had access to, but it's actually, it's so natural that it just kind of oozes out of it. Oh, you. interesting. It's actually yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think well, those two placements are very kind of, um, like usually really obvious, at least to me as sitting in the consulting astrologer. Mm-hmm. That's weird because my Jupiter's in Scorpio. Ooh. Oh, that's remember how I said you seem like a Scorpio to me? No. Yeah. I don't remember you saying that to me. You do have a kind of a Scorpio <laughs> energy to me. Oh, and mine's in Sag, which is also my Oh, energy. yeah. That makes I think yours is in, your Jupiter is in Cancer. Me? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was in Sagittarius. I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, oh interesting. In, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Which I can I can totally see too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is amazing. We I already want you to come back immediately. Yeah. I want to have a session magical. with you. So I mean, so, so you're so tuned in. It's really yes. cool. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for so, being here. Uh, so much. Um, where can people find you, Jonathan? Um I think the best place to find me nowadays is really on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. <laughs> it's like, just find me on Instagram. But um, I'm under Nate Chi on Instagram, which is my musical project name. Um, I started my Instagram when I was doing my musical project. I'm still doing it now. It's still kind of ongoing. But 
Yeah. I just never changed my handle. So yeah, um, it's Nate underscore QI, right? Yes. Yeah. You can find me there. Yeah. And just reach out um, in my link. If folks ever want to like reach out, check out music, check out readings. That's where all that's the good stuff is. Okay, yeah. great. Well, thank you again. You're so welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Okay, we hope you enjoyed it. We love them. Even though this is coming to you from the past because yeah. present time we haven't yet interviewed them. But, but I'm sure, sure we, we loved, loved it. it. We have a pretty good feeling we loved it. I mean, it. I just love them so much. They're the best. Okay, so now it's time for the energy report. You know, um, I actually came up with a new song the other day, just for myself. I'm writing another, a new song. I do, I dabble in songwriting. Um, and that made me think of it because I make that one really monotone a lot. <clears throat> but my regular music isn't so monotone. Oh, that's fun. What's the song about? I don't know yet. I just have the um, melody. Oh, cool. But um it's been nice. It feels really good for me to be creative like that. It just opens me up and opens up my energy, um, which reminds me of the energy report this week. So as I mentioned, um, there was kind of a heaviness this past week. And um, feeling into this week, and I don't know if it is the Jupiter in Pisces, and I should say the energy report is the energy trend that I'm feeling into for the week ahead. Um, along with some tools that might help you. Um, and so I'm not sure if it is the Jupiter and Pisces element, which is coming in, which is supposed to be very expansive and lightning and feel good to a lot of us. Um, but how I saw it with a lot of the people that I was seeing last week was this kind of still feeling immersed in old patterns but like kind of clawing your way out of it <laughs> like mm -hmm. trying to find your way out of it and how I saw it for this week was like paint kind of coming old paint coming off the wall like just falling off or like oh. um another and like the under part was there and like ready to be exposed and decorate how you want to kind of thing um another way I felt into it was like if you imagine your aura, how I saw it was sort of like this um, gooey material that was lifting up, that was just like coming up oh. and, and like floating up into the sun, like to be burned off. Oh. So, um, yeah, so there is the again the good news is there's there is new life under there. There is it does feel like there is a lightning and um one of the things that I was feeling into that would be a good idea to do would be to take advantage of the lightning by adding more light to your space. So this actually goes along with a question that we got that we hadn't yet answered, but I'm going to answer it here because somebody asked, like, is there an opposite thing you can do to a hex? Like, what's the opposite of a hex? Because she wanted to help some people. So the opposite of a hex is a blessing or sending them light. So this is a nice way to do that for yourself and other people. So um, I got this from 
someone, uh, her name was Christy Marie Sheldon. Um, I hope she hasn't gone the queue away, but I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, I doubt, I, I don't think so, but who knows? Um, this is still a great tool and I use it all the time. It's really great. She called it the blessing ball of light. So what you do is you put your hands together and you kind of, you move them apart and together. And when you do that, you can feel the energy. If you do it long enough, you can kind of feel, it feels like you have taffy between you, your hands. Um, but then you imagine, and even if you don't feel that, um, you can just imagine light, like a ball of light in your hands. And then you, um, I, what I like to do is make it so big. This is a little different than what she does, but I like to make it so big that I'm in the ball of light. So this is actually different than what she does, but that first part is her. Um, so I'm in the ball of light and it gets bigger and bigger and I'm just like full of light in the ball. And then I say, um, I start to picture like my day. So I start with my day and like I picture, oh, if like say we're going to do the podcast, like it feels great and I'm happy and we're laughing and we feel fulfilled, you know, whatever it is. I feel fulfilled, you know, and like I see my kids laughing in the day or how, whatever it is. And then I say, um source, my guides, my angels, bless this ball of light, bless it with your energy. I, you know, you bless it with this, with your light, bless it with your energy. And I just do it until my heart feels full. And I feel you can just kind of feel it being done. And then you release it up to the light. And I like to do this. Then I go on and I do it with like my house. I bless my house. I picture my house in it feeling light and free. I picture the land spirits like blessing it too and feeling good. And, um, and then I release that. I bless everyone in my family. I bless friends. I, you know, I do the whole thing. And then, and then when I'm done, I bless the earth. I bless, um, the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom. I've been blessing Biden <laughs> to have help him, ah. you know, feel like guided by his highest light and um, and the whole earth and the countries. And then I, I let it up. And you always feel, I mean, I always feel like so much nicer after that. You know, I just feel like, yeah, ah, like lighter, you know. And it yeah. really sets a nice tone for the day. When you, like, I'll notice when I have forgotten to do it over a period of time I'll be like oh I haven't been blessing anything you know I've been asking source to bless or you know guides to bless and I feel a difference yeah. um, and then I know I've already said a lot but the other thing I want to say is um one another trick to do if you're to help you if you're like picturing your like, say you're picturing your week and it feels a little heavy asking questions um it's something I learned a long time ago that I've just come back to. These what would it take questions. Do you know about that? No. Like, oh, okay. So if you're picturing kind of heaviness, then you would be like, oh, what would it take for this to feel light and free? And it's just sort of like, because your brain answers whatever question you ask it. So if you're like, oh, what if this goes horribly? Then your brain's yeah. going to be like, oh, let me show you all the ways this is going to go horribly. But if you ask like, <laughs> what would it take for this to go really well and for me to feel free, then your brain's going to start like drumming up these possibilities. It's all like right. a new like kind of pathway for your brain to start looking at it that way. 
Right. Our, you really have to train these monkeys that we call uh -huh. our brains. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. So that's also a nice way to even start the day. Like, what would it take for me to feel fulfilled? What would it take for me to feel free and light? You know, whatever it is you're working on. Um, or how can I feel more loving? How can I feel more excited about whatever or yeah. accepting of myself? Yeah. You know, I actually add a little bit to that where I like to do like, how can I feel even more free? How can I feel even nice. more expansive? Because then it's like you're you're making that assumption yes. that you already feel free. So then your brain like kind of that that's a way that you sort of prime your reality in a different way. Too. I like that. I do like that. Part of me is like. Um, if I'm not feeling that oh, at right. all, then it kind of then feels it wouldn't like, be honest. Yeah, yeah. But if you are feeling like okay, I can kind of sense into it, and then even I like that because it kind of ups the stakes. Yeah, but you're right. If if I was not feeling if you were feeling heavy, then, then I it, would start to dis mistrust myself. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But either way, these kind of questions like how can I feel like and then add a positive thing, you know, mm -hmm. or what would it take or what are, or show me where are the possibilities here for even more expansion or something. Yeah, like that. I love that. And so, I love yeah. the blessing, too. I do that every day, too, as oh, part of do? my meditation. Yeah. Do you do it like it's, that or how do you it's do really it? similar? Oh, it is very similar. Yeah. I send, it's light. I mean, I start with my own meditation, clearing, shielding. Yeah. I call in angels and I clear and shield my house and ted and it's nice. the it's balls of light it is oh balls it is of balls of light yeah, yeah. it's and balls of light <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it takes me a while all the cats oh our yeah. foster kittens are hopefully meeting oh yeah i was gonna ask how they're today. doing they're, uh, someone's coming to look at them today i hope that i, I hope they perform well Oh, good. <laughs> i hope they exciting. open up to i'm her. sure they will i mean yeah. they're very cute they're cute but they have been shy, but you did um, a Akashic healing on them. And then I also, I'd been doing this with all my foster cats lately. Then my friend that I trade with, I had her look at them and she did a little thing on them and they've really opened up since then. Oh, good. Yeah. These good. foster cats get lucky coming here because they get lots of healings. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's the energy report. Okay. I love it. So now it's time for practical magic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys will probably want to. I mean, I don't know. You might want to see our faces. Come on. Some I mean, of you may fun. in the video. It's but fun maybe stuff. you don't, too. I don't know. Maybe okay, you don't anyway. want to look at us at all. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see our faces. It would ruin it. Okay. Uh, okay. So tuning into this week, uh, I'm really getting aligning with our power seems right. And the way to do that, because this uh. is the way the waxing moon, we're getting closer to the full moon energy is building. I'm tuning into not any specific. I mean, you could certainly do spells or rituals if you want, but more an energy of us creating space. So doing, letting there be space and silence yes. where we can align with the divine and align with our power. Oh, you know, I just want to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no. this reminds me, I meant to say, if you don't know exactly where you, like, 
are going yet, it's okay. And that reminds me of what you're saying here. Like if you, it's like allowing for that space to just, and feel into it rather than think. Okay, I'll let you go. Oh, yes. And this is like actually... Ted has, we've both kind of, there have been a lot of things that were like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? Do we want to move? Do we want to stay? Like so much stuff like that. So maybe that is part of what, why I'm tuning into this for practical magic is you don't have to make the choice or know right now, just like what you're so glad you said that, but to create space. And so that might look like mindfulness meditation. So sitting, noticing your breath. Yeah. It could be uh, taking a walk outside, which has been really great for me lately. Sitting outside, just sitting there, just sitting. Seriously. <laughs> and I can't <laughs> looking tell you. at the sky. Yeah. How much I just I'm sorry to keep interrupting your segment, but no, it just keeps. Yeah. I mean, my um youngest daughter, like she would just sit and stare out the window, like from the time she was little. I was like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> She's just like staring. And she in a past life was um a Buddhist like she was oh. a monk and that's what she would do. And there's so much benefit to that. Oh, yeah. I bet she's really creative, too, because my cousin Logan did that, like, for, like, hours. He would just sit and just stare for hours, and he was so creative. Oh, yeah. She's actually not that creative. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. I mean... I don't... My eldest is really creative. Well, if she is, she doesn't like to do anything. She does have creative ideas, but she doesn't like to like really do anything with it but it's like not her thing exactly yeah it might be it might be she does see images very clearly and will talk to us about that a lot like oh like uh like psychically no like like when she closes her eyes it's like full color like as if she's watching a tv on this oh interesting oh that happens to me sometimes when i'm drifting off to sleep oh really it oh, sounds yeah. like that's what it is for her all the time. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like, sometimes yeah. I close my eyes and I'm just like, oh, the, like I wouldn't, I don't know why I'm seeing this, but I'm seeing like this intense, oh, like that's I'm cool. riding a roller coaster or I'm <laughs> walking oh. through a forest of flowers or something. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Sorry to anyway, So mindfulness, walking in nature, sitting outside um, and walking barefoot on the mm-hmm. earth yeah. and also Black tourmaline. I know I was talking to you about yeah. this, Natasha. Black to stuff like black tourmaline or rescue remedy. I feel like could really help if you feel all over the place or you feel anxious, you feel ungrounded. Those are things that can help, and they can help you create space also. And white and, chestnut black flower oh, remedy. I started yeah. taking that again. That was really helpful. <clears throat> if you just like that's for when thoughts and worries are running through your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sea salt baths. So just so stuff great. where you can, like, kind of stuff that goes beyond words. And also communicating with um, plants or stones in a way where it's not like you feel like, oh, I have to do something. What's the magic of this thing? How can I channel the magic? But just instead of that, just like, let me just be with this stone or just appreciate the beauty of this flower mm. or this tree. Yeah. And that I feel like 
not like you have to fight against it if you're feeling all these thoughts in your head like I am I know you are too Natasha mm-hmm. as we were talking about but just to kind of create a balance yeah I don't want you to feel like I have have to fight all these thoughts no, no. just more like let me just give myself a little bit of space here like take a walk or hang out with a crystal or look at the sky or do a kind of a breathing meditation yeah feeling into your body that's been really helpful to me like yeah let me shift to my body where am I holding tension and then as you release it or just notice it it can let it move the energy yeah but fighting against stuff like if you're like this is wrong I shouldn't be having all these thoughts and worries that Mm -mm. is only going to make it worse so instead you can align just think of it instead of like okay that's there and then I'm also gonna align with space and silence and give myself a little bit of a break from that too when I can yeah okay great great practical magic thank you um all right so now for our housekeeping you can find me at highestlighthealing.com you can schedule a session with me you can look at my classes um you can find me on um highest light healing at uh on instagram and facebook and what about you and you can find me at tesswhitehurst.com. That's where my blog is and spells, rituals, guided meditations. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. I've been. Oh, uh, and you. Yeah. Oh, oh find you us. Can find us. Yes, at magicmondaypodcast.com. That's where you can ask a question and where you can click subscribe and sign up for our newsletter. And if you sign up for our newsletter, you can actually see these cards because I send it out on Monday morning with a visual of the cards we draw. And you can find us on Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast, on Facebook at Magic Monday Pod or Magic Monday Podcast listeners. That's our group. Um, And that's it. I think that's it okay um yeah boy things just keep leaving my brain today Mm. i was gonna say something else who knows what it was (laughs) not me anymore (laughs) okay something about all right what it what (laughs) let's pick cards Okay, so I am drawing from my very own Magic of Flowers Oracle, and I drew Pansy, which is what I drew a couple weeks ago, oh. and I also drew it recently in a card reading, um, and it it's Contemplate. Mm. It, it appears that you could benefit from taking a step back and thinking things over before taking action, or drawing this card could simply be an indication that your spirit desires some time of quiet contemplation, perhaps in the form of meditation, study, yeah. or a solitary walk or retreat. That's Whatever what you the... just said. <laughs> I know, same thing I just said. <laughs> Whatever the circumstances and object of inquiry, this is certainly not a time to rush or take impulsive action. Well, this is very interesting. I got Lifting the Veil. I picked from the Starseed Oracle by Rebecca Campbell um and I actually sent you this post by this astrologer oh goodness well I'll I'll figure out who it was and then send it to you um you can put it in the show notes because I can't remember okay. her name's Diana something I'll find it while you're talking um, about oh, your card oh, okay well I see it here her name's Diana Rose 
And anyway, she's a great astrologer. But she was talking about how this Jupiter and Pisces could leave people susceptible for basically joining cults or like Mm. thinking of things that weren't um, like, I guess, falling into false people prophets but false ideas and stuff so this is called lifting the veil questioning everything anything aligned unaligned must go um things aren't always as they seem this era is one of uncovering mistruths so we can remember ancient truths everything is in a state of recall and realignment anything that isn't in harmony with the planet will not survive this goes for society and the world at large as well as in our own lives lives if you pull this card you're being called to energetically scan your life for things that may no longer be a vibrational match for you for who you are and how you've grown to dismantle the systems and ways of being that once served you and others but no longer do i feel like i'm reading this very (laughs) hard way to understand (laughs) um anyway um We're here to lift the veil between the seen and unseen worlds to shine a light on things that are inauthentic or unaligned with the survival and well-being of the earth to stand for and protect those who don't have a voice. You're being called to trust yourself, notice what's out of alignment, and then take the baby steps required to bring it back into harmony. This is no easy feat, but it's so worthwhile. So worthwhile. So this reminds me of like that feeling I had of like the paint coming off or like that that veil being lifted. That's how I saw it. Like it's kind of like... I saw it like as a like almost like a jelly veil that was just like coming off like goop. lifting the jelly veil. That's <laughs> that's an, actually ironically that's the name of the song I'm writing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that is really and and also the taking the the baby steps. Like if you don't know exactly where you're going, it's okay. Just those baby steps, like meditating, like doing stuff like that, will help. Just get take those tiny moves yeah and you know what both of our cards remind me of this article i read in the atlantic yesterday that i really liked and i'll put it in the show notes and it was about how the pandemic has given us all this opportunity to really like look at what what is really in alignment with who we are and what isn't like what can i just let go of yes that isn't really even my personality anymore like you know like it is a time when we can just kind of see things clearly in that way yeah we took a break from normal life for so long it's so crazy all right well thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next time bye we love you Maybe you don't want to look at us at all.